This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 102. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. My name is Dave, and I am the Floorball Guru. I'm going to ask a couple questions, and I want you to think about this as we kind of flush this out. If you're listening, and you're trying to figure out a couple different things, because I'm constantly trying to figure things out. It is a never-ending thought process on kind of anything. And I think that that's a good thing because we should never be stuck or settle with where we're at. And I think that the more we just stick to what's safe or what works, the more we open ourselves up to failure. Uh, And more of the catastrophic failure, we become irrelevant, in my opinion. So it's important to be looking at how to do things differently, approach things differently. And if COVID's taught businesses anything, that's probably one of the bigger things. Um, and the willingness to be proactive and a willingness to pivot, go all in and push forward. And it's not an easy thing by any stretch of the imagination. But when I sit and I think about floorball and its potential growth, And right now, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the potential for this thing. Now, we've seen examples of how floorball can expand and grow and become a bigger sport, bigger entity in other countries. And we'll talk, we talk about that a lot in general. Um, They're the example. You look at Sweden and Finland in particular, the top two teams. And again, they're not without their their issues within their own country and how to um, navigate some of this stuff. But I think when we come at it from a programming lens, and when I say that, I'm looking at people who spend their time developing sports programs, whether it's leagues, instructional programming, camps. Um, it, there's a different way to look at it. And it's, I think, coming down to answering the why. We've talked about that a lot in the past. But, you know, I think one of the unique characteristics to, to floorball is it attracts people from all over the spectrum. You know, I work in recreation. I'm the director of recreation at St. Martin's University. I've been doing this for almost six years. Before that, I was doing youth sports specific to youth soccer for four and a half years. I've been an outdoor guide. I've been in and around sports and recreation for the better part of my life. And there's something about this sport of floorball that really speaks to me. And I think that it speaks and answers a need in the market that is lacking for better, for better parts. And I think there's a big opportunity there. Um, both financially, sure. That that's always the case. I think when we step back even more so, I think sociologically, how do we impact and engage kids or anybody to help them find a passion? That passion could be now I want to participate in, in, in other sports. Now I want to try other things. Now I want to better myself. Now I feel more confident in myself, whatever that activity may be. And I think floorball definitely has 
a place in that. You know, one of the things that's different that I've seen for anybody that's looking for something new, something different, or even a, a different take on it. Um, floorball kind of sets everybody at the same level, if you will. Even in hockey. You know, when you see hockey players that play, yeah, their stick handling skills are a lot better, but, you know, those kids that can already skate have an advantage on the ice, but off the ice, everybody can more or less run. So you've leveled the playing field a little bit, made things a little bit harder, um, allowed for better competition, allowed for uh, more learning and growth. And that's kind of the bigger piece, at least that I'm after, is how do we figure this out? And for me, the why is I want to reach those kids that aren't playing sports, that aren't doing activities, that aren't, you know, they haven't quite figured themselves out yet. And, I, and I'm very much a proponent of the more opportunities, the better. I've seen this played out many times in my own programs and where I work and what I do and have parents come up to me and say, you know, my son played soccer, they played baseball, they played football. They just never found anything that they really seemed to click with. This spoke to them. I'm listening to that. I'm figuring that how to, okay, if that's the case, there's got to be more kids out there. There's got to be more people out there looking for those activities and those engagement points. But for me, the way that I set that up is, again, that instructional piece. I focus on the instruction. I teach them. I build their skills. I build their confidence. Then we stick them into a league setting. And that's a long process. And I think when you're thinking about programs, you should be evaluating your programs on those kind of factors. Engagement, for sure. Numbers, for sure. You know, the goal is we're going to run things that are going to bring in lots of people. Perfect. And I'm thankful that I've got and create a partnership with my local Parks and Rec that they get, they get what I'm trying to do because we're providing a service. I'm not making a ton of money off of it by any stretch, but it's providing a service to grow and to get more kids involved and engaged and trying new things and all of that. And that's the stuff that really matters to me. It may not matter to everybody. You know, some people it's, it's more about de developing and being part of it. Um, but a news flash for anybody that's starting anything, you end up not being the one that does the activity as much as facilitate the other people around you to do that. So while I love playing floorball, I don't get to play very often. It's hard sometimes because I'm teaching classes, setting up leagues, doing this and that, but I'm not necessarily the one that's playing it. And I'm the one that definitely loves to play. And that can get a little bit frustrating or you can get kind of lost in that of, you know, what, what am I trying to do? And it's something to be aware of. If you're the facilitator, 
you're the one that's pushing everything, banging the drum, getting out there. You tend to not always be the one that's engaged in the activity the way that maybe you want to be. And, and to a lot of degrees, that, that is a sacrifice that you have to make if that's what you want to do. Somebody has to do it. And that, therein lies the rub for a lot of people, is they, don't, they want it to grow, they want to do something, but they don't want to be that person. But we need those people. And then the bigger challenge that we move after that is, how do we find more people? How do we continue to find people? How do we continue to find the engagement? So it's a lot of different things when we're thinking about this. And this is just a big old ramble to some degree. As I'm thinking about programming for the future, setting things up, even though it's unknown. I mean, traditionally right now, I'd be like, bam, everything is set. This is what we're doing. We're ready for fall. Summer's already going. And off we go. Already got the whole year planned. Now we're trying to do a lot of that, but there's bigger unknowns. I will say this, however, that if you are looking to program, now is that time to reach out. People are looking for new things. They want to engage. And now it's time to get on, the, on that calendar because unfortunately things have fallen to the wayside. There are opportunities. There are doors that are open that maybe weren't open before. And if you move quickly, you can definitely get on top of it. So, I yeah, it, it's a just such an interesting thing when we sit down and take the time to think about that. And again, come back to that why. I want to reach kids who are not playing. And in your area, how many kids are not engaged in sports? I guarantee you there's a lot. And I'm not saying you need to make it a big commitment. And I think a lot of people are not looking for that commitment. You, there are people looking for that. But there's a lot that are not. But they're still wanting, they're still needing those kind of activities and those programs. And I think right now, floorball, if that's the way in, that's the way, that's the way I go. And that's the way I am going. And I encourage when I set up other, other programs in that same format. Because there has to be a solid foundation to build off of. And I encourage you to be thinking about that. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see as we go into the end of the rest of the year. It's, it's kind of, it's interesting as I'm already reaching out. I already have my rest of my year planned. I just don't know how it's going to land. But I think if I can get fall programs off and running, there, there is a big potential and I've even adjusted some things too. So I got some things coming down the line that I haven't spoken about yet that I'm going to start pushing and, and building and giving people new ideas and going that route. So stay tuned on that. But nonetheless, that's what we've got for today. So wherever you are, hopefully you're happy, healthy, safe. I hope that if this sort of speaks to you, it kind of felt like I was rambling a lot and, and sometimes that's okay. Uh, this is my process. It's not for everybody. But wherever you are, if you're looking for information, check out my website, floorballguru.com. Check out the store, floorballguru.store. Uh, find me on social media, at floorballguru. Let's connect. Let's build the community. Let's have fun. Let's grow this thing and support each other. And that's all we can do, support each other and, 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 and hopefully 
through all those efforts, we continue to grow this sport. So I will leave you with that. And we're off and running. So get out there, have fun, and keep floorballing.